0: You are now, now tuned into the wake, wake the Flock, the flock of network. network. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Check out the Pentagon LA, a brand new retail space and recording studio in Glendale, California, bringing art, music, and culture to LA. Whether you're in store or online, look out for the hottest trends in artist merchandise, dope new art from local artists and photographers, and watch out for events and pop ups from your favorite brands and artists. Follow us at the Pentagon LA or visit (laughs) thepentagonla.com.
1: Yo, this is Tech Nine on Wake the Flock Up. Uh, So hurry up and do it. Wake the Flock Up. Tech Nine, baby. Wake the Flock Up.
2: Immortal Technique. You'll know what it is, baby. Bang, bang.
1: Welcome back to the show you are now watching, you're now experiencing Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. Yeah. And Reverie's here. <clears throat> Reverie. Yeah, that's right. Reverie. I'm sorry. Start again. Let me let me, let me, let me. get it. Let me get it again. <laughs> Reverie. Because I interrupted the flow. Cut. Reverie's here. <laughs> yes. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. How
1: are you? It's been a while. It has been a while. I met Reverie five years ago on accident because mm-hmm. i was interviewing somebody else that you went with mm-hmm. and i didn't immediately recognize you which is still embarrassing to this day <laughs> <laughs> so then you you walk in with the group and i'm there to meet the artist i'm like oh yeah, yeah what's up what's up yeah. and then you walk in behind it with uh loudon i think and and it and was like yeah, oh yeah hey guys yeah walk in this way you know i'm taking care of the guests <laughs> and then you come up in conversation and it's like reverie's right there dude like,
2: i know and I,
1: did the, <laughs> I, I did the whole puppy window thing like oh i know shit. it was and so this,
2: funny yeah but no worries it's okay yeah that was a long time ago that was a long
1: time ago we've uh you've been on the show f- this is your fifth time now is it That's yeah crazy. which is crazy that we, because we are at the uh the pentagon la the location that we're at now which is uh, of course mean. Mm -hmm. armin is a great artist also who's fighting the title with you on the most appearances because he's been on five times also
2: oh really that's cool so
1: you evened it out (laughs) that's right see there you go uh but i i've seen you grow progress as you've seen me i'm sure
2: Oh, yeah. I've seen you grow. You've grown a lot. I'm very proud of you, too. You came a long way. Like, I see all the people you're interviewing now, and it's crazy. It's, I'm so happy to see your success, you know, because so many people do what you do, but not many of them succeed or get to do what they really want to do with it, you know? And, and are you still working with iHeart Radio?
1: So, you know, uh, the thing with iHeart was we, iHeart heard it. They liked the show. They were interested. Uh And we tried to develop it in the radio version. Uh And they ultimately didn't see how it could be a hip hop talk show. 'Cause there's no the thing with radio and TV shows, like if there's not one before you, it's really hard to be the first one.
2: Oh yeah. Because they gotta
1: have like faith in you. Yeah. yeah, And they gotta be and if my name was Tyrese or whatever, you know, if somebody else wanted to that already had a name, they'd be sure we'd do a show with you, no problem. Yeah. Oh, hey, chubby Mexican kid, you wanna do a show? (laughs) We're not so sure. You
2: know? Yeah, I
1: feel it. (laughs) But uh, you know what, much love to iHeart um you were there you came down to the station didn't you when i was doing the show there?
2: no i didn't go i, didn't I think we time.
1: set it up and it didn't happen yeah
2: we just had some some issues
1: but reverie was there in one of the biggest interviews that i i'm most proud of is when uh the writer of nwa came out uh-huh you
2: remember, I remember. that it was really dope i'm really yeah. glad i went thank you for the invite
1: yeah of course I, I wanted to i invited like this the people that i knew would appreciate the interview and that i wanted around that i just you know because yeah. you you know Rev, you have to meet so many artists, so many people all the oh, time, yeah. right?
2: But you got to be friendly also. Yes, you do. Right? You to play the game. They don't call it the game for nothing. And how
1: do you play the game, Rev?
2: <laughs> I play the game like it's a game of chess. <laughs> I play the game very consciously. I play the game looking like I'm not playing the game. Mm. I think it's the best way. Yeah. Just hide and play inside, you know?
1: There's those that... that Play the game and let everybody else know. Like, I'm playing with you, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm fake. You're fake. We're fake together. That's awesome. (laughs) As long as we make money, you know, they're that. But I've always thought that Reverie approached music differently than a lot of artists, which is, I think, the key to your success.
2: I definitely do things very differently than most artists. I mean, I feel like I am a really serious innovator in our generation. You know, I see... I think of so many dope ideas and so many great um, strategies and business moves and way to promote myself and just everything. Everything I do, I see other people copy it, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's okay because I'm always, like, ahead of the wave, you know. I, I'm starting waves. Like, people are copying what I'm doing. I will, I'm an artist all around, so I will never run out of ideas. But it's just crazy to see, like, how fake people can be you know in this industry like now I've been in the game for a minute and it's becoming more and more easy to identify who I shouldn't fuck with you know it's mostly and most of that I would attribute to my gut feelings you know my intuition I need to I'm telling myself more and more like I need to listen to my intuition because I have a really strong intuition I'm really really good at reading people especially I think it is just because I act like I'm not you know, so people just assume I'm chilling and I'm, I'm just some, another pretty girl who got famous because she's hot or whatever the fuck it's not. You know what I mean? Like people think that I just a lot of people are barely catching on to me. You've been seeing me since a long time, you know, but even when you met me, I was yeah, in the game for a minute.
1: You were already in the game mm-hmm. and I was super impressed. First of all, like, oh, she's dope. And it's not regular dope. Like this is her own version of dope, Mm -hmm. and she's nailing it down. Like she's on. To me, it was somebody that understood that she's talented and almost takes it like, oh, it's what's a responsibility now. Like now that I have fans, like it's a responsibility to be good for them and deliver dope every time I do it. Yeah. So to me, there's certain artists that I've always that you know, like you're saying, good character people. I've always thought myself the same thing. Which is, I think, is good why I'm good at interviews because I can kind of relate to them and like, oh, I believe in you. You have faith, you know? Yeah. And and I've always had faith in reverie and I've always understood, I knew reverie was going to be like, Top three of anywhere she's going to be at. You know? <laughs>
2: Thank you. So I'm
1: very proud of everything you've always Thank done. You. But I've always, but I also worry about you because we're friends. I like to think about as friends. We don't get to communicate as much, but we're busy <laughs> friends. You got shit to do. I got shit to do. It happens. But I'll text you some stupid shit and blah blah, blah all
2: that stuff. You know. <laughs> you do, you do. But I do worry,
1: Rev, because you're you're seemingly doing this by yourself, and I'm sure you got a team, people you work with and close. You know, but it it seems like Reverie makes the decisions for Reverie. Yeah, Right.
2: definitely.
1: And you want to keep it that way? Because some people look to like, oh, I can't wait to get rid of the responsibilities. Have somebody else take care of that part of the business for me. How do you see it?
2: I at this point of my life, I can't speak about how I'm gonna feel in 10 years and 5 years, but at this point in my life, I have no problem being in full control of everything I'm doing. Like, I am a workaholic. I work harder than anybody I know, and I'm not scared of a challenge, and that's why I'm here today in my career where I am, you know. And and honestly, I'm just super controlling on my art. Like, it's my art. Like, to some people, it's just oh, they just want to make money and get rich and famous, which is cool. I'm not talking shit on that you know but to me it's a lot more than that to me this is like art like i i I was super into writing poems when i was little i've been drawing since i learned how to use a pen i did graffiti i started writing because i wanted to release some shit and show it off you know what i mean like these are this my this is my art it's more than just this thing i'm getting paid for so that's why I do have a team now. I finally have a team. It's not a very big team, but it's growing. Every year, more people are being added to it, you know, and it's amazing because for years, I had to do everything by myself, and it's so fucking hard, you know, and now I can finally afford to pay people, you know. like I pay to fucking use a nice studio. I pay my homegirl to take pictures of me. I pay somebody to sell my merchandise. I pay the designer to make my designs now. I pay the tour manager to book me in Europe, you know, like all these things I can finally afford to do, that allow me to keep doing it It, like it's it's been it's been it's been a long journey but right now at this point i'm cool like managing managing um everything but i am my team is helping me carry that out you know like like i said i'm hiring people to do these things now and like so they're doing it for me but like i'm just like overseeing everything you know like i'm managing all these things and like it's uh it's definitely challenging though. I'm not going to act like it's like oh it's 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 a piece of cake like no I just do it because I'm 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 just very particular about my art, you know? Mm-hmm and that's it it's important
1: to be that way for as long as you can possibly be that way it seems to me and then i think Mm -hmm. one day wherever you're going to have a where it's like well i don't have a choice but to because i I need to at the level that you're going to be creating right which you've earned it you've earned the right to one day be like well it doesn't make sense for me to be the one taking care of the, the the touring yeah. or the scheduling like okay well that
2: now I'm at a level where you're gonna have to take care of it which so, I don't I do have people that take care of that for me but now. at some point be, Reverie would have had to been the one, Oh right? yeah the first yeah. few tours that I did in America I booked myself I was on Yelp finding <laughs> fucking dance studios where people do yeah. ballet classes so I could rent out the studio for $25 an hour because I couldn't afford to spend $1,000 going all the way to Arizona and yeah. taking a chance that people were gonna go now I could go do that yeah. you know but now I mean and now I don't need to do it now they're booking me you know exactly, what i mean but yeah. fuck fuck yeah for years i was doing that shit by myself like and it just feels so good like that that is one thing that's been off my plate yeah you know? the, like,
1: the, the milestones are reach let me ask you this though <clears throat> how do you how do you keep yourself grounded though because it's very easy and you and i have both met people that are at a certain level and they think because they got in, there, like, oh, you know, I'm the shit now. I'm this now. I'm that now. <laughs> and it's like, bro, not really, but okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you also, I feel bad. I don't want to pop everyone's bubble all the time. I'm yeah. like, oh, concert's an asshole. It, it, <laughs> but it's like, bro, relax. Dude, if you and me are in the same location, you're, you're at the same level I'm at, bro. Exactly. So don't yeah. don't give me this, right? Exactly. How do you stop yourself from, because it could be very easily, it may be justifiable, at some point, right? But how do you stop yourself from being that person?
2: Um, honestly, I'm just a fucking real ass bitch, you know? Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, if I fuck with somebody, I fuck with them. If I don't fuck with somebody, I don't fuck with them, you mm. know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and like we said earlier, like playing the game, like, yeah, I can play a game sometimes. If I don't fuck with somebody, I'm still gonna fucking use them, mm. you know? Because fuck them, like, you know, like they, if somebody does, if somebody fucks me over, that's it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I will still use them as much as i can but like that's it you mm-hmm. know and and that's what it is that's just how how the world works mm-hmm. you know like i can't be like crying because somebody robbed me or because somebody blew oh my god you know like no like i need to be a boss bitch and handle the shit you mm-hmm. know but also like i just i'm so blessed to still be like best friends with like all the girls i grew up with like and they don't treat me any different like i mean we all treat each other better over the years because we're all getting older and growing together you know as a unit but like they just keep me grounded they don't treat me like they don't treat me like reverie you Mm -hmm. know like my homegirls treat me like jordan you Mm -hmm. know and 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 i love it and um also i'll tell you a funny story um when i was in high school I started a crew with my homegirl Brandy and my homegirl Giselle and we're still we're still best friends to this okay. day we still chill Brandy right. even goes on tour with me now and she's helping me design all my merchandise and she sells my merch at my shows like yeah. so now she's like tour- yeah it's just cool okay. like I'm touring with my best friends that's and shit in crypt. I've known a crypt too since I was in high school so it's like yeah. the three of us traveling together that's DJ the dream right that's the yes. dream all the kids are like
1: one day all my yes. homies are gonna be there and all my cousins are gonna be there
2: yes yeah. and I can't believe like that th- those days are here now like we're yeah. living those days like that I never knew were possible you know and yeah. But like, um, so we started this graffiti crew, and then to make a long story short, I started just going crazy in high school. Like I was riding all over fucking fucking northeast LA. Like everybody was talking about Pug Reverie, mm-hmm. and like, um, uh, Brandy. They call her sexy. She would go riding with me a lot, but like my homegirl Giselle, we call her Zales. She wasn't really like putting in so much work, you know. And then I was like just so caught up in the graph and like the whole school was like on my nuts now and like i got picked on when i was in high school like that's why i know how to fight because i had to fucking defend myself from always being picked on and being like what do they
1: pick on reverie for
2: um just because they were fucking intimidated by me it's never really like a real reason like i mean one real reason i guess the only thing i could think of is that one time when i was in the ninth grade i think uh, one of my best friends her name was was crystal uh-huh. um she made she made enemies somehow with like the fucking crazy chola girls <laughs> sure and we were like ninth yeah. graders, and they were like 10 11 12 graders yeah. and they were huge and yeah. we were like this small you know and, yeah. and uh one time she got in an argument with one of them and then uh we were at the ice cream truck man it's been so many years it's crazy the remembering this i'm like living yeah. it as i'm remembering oh no we were that little we we're at the mm-hmm. ice cream truck yeah. and then the girl the girl that i didn't like my home girl, was right there with her homegirl and she said something to my homegirl like, look at that stupid bitch or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, fuck you, bitch. You know, mm-hmm. like I was like, because my homegirl didn't say anything, but she was so small. Like I sh- they were just picking on us. Yeah. They were picking on us. Yeah. Like, And, um, and but I was like, you know, I thought I was crazy and shit. And then we went to fucking, we went to go sit down and then we ended up getting down. I ended up getting down with that girl because she fucking, she was like, uh, she came up in my face trying to get crazy and she's like, do something, bitch. And I was like, Boom! And I bitch slapped her, <laughs> and then that was my first fight. We started fucking scrapping, and and, and I lost. But she didn't fuck me up bad. But I lost. But that was just. And then so then that those were the crazy chola girls, and that was in my first semester of the ninth grade. So first semester of the ninth grade, I made enemies with all the crazy Chola girls. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, Oh my God, what did you do, Crystal? Like I, she didn't even fight. I right, ended up fighting, you know? So that was just, so then it was just, I just always got picked on by this huge group of, of girls from fucking ten, eleven, twelfth 12th grade who, uh-huh. who have all been going to school for the last few years together, you yeah. know? And, and honestly, we just, I would just scrap with them. Mm-hmm. Like they would talk shit to me and walking down the hall, fuck that bitch, fuck that fucking ugly asshole, whatever they would, whatever they would say, you know? And eventually i just got sick of it and, and that's when i started getting down and then i also started getting down a lot in high school because i had a lot of graph beef a lot mm. of graph beef mm. okay so back to the fucking graph story so i'm catching all this fame around the neighborhood so i'm catching all these fucking fights and i'm getting jumped and i'm getting fucking like just like crazy like i was going through so much drama and then like also i was getting a lot of fame mm-hmm. it's getting a lot of fame like i said the whole school was on my nuts when i was going to fucking Pa- house parties and gigs people all oh, reverie that's dope i've been seeing you up oh my god like people that never talked to me before that i thought were cool because they're older than me and they were popular and and i just like it started getting to my head like it did it re- i remember like thinking like yeah, i'm the fucking shit like this is i'm yeah i'm motherfucking reverie pug what's good homie you know like and and then uh around that time that's when i started rapping too so i thought it was shit everyone was talking about now they're talking about my music and um, and and we ended up. The reason I'm t- to saying all this shit was to come back to my three homegirls that we started the crew with, Zales, Sexy, and myself. Um, we ended up giving Zales the boot from the crew because she wasn't putting in work. She wasn't. She wasn't like. She just wasn't painting like we were. She wasn't mobbing like we were. She wasn't getting in fights and getting jumped like we were. You know, so so I felt like, well, like she's not even like contributing to the name. Like, like why is she still in the crew? You know just like forgetting i totally lost track and lost like the message of why we even started the crew mm. we started the crew because we were all three of us were writing for other crews that already existed they were guy crews and we were the only girls in the in the crew and we were putting on more than the guys and we we're one day we were spray painting in the, in the la river like i said and we were just like, yo, we should make up our own crew, an all-girl crew. That would be dope. Now there's a bunch of all-girl crews. When I was in high school, there was none. We were like the first one in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And though, like I said, we got famous. Like everybody knows to this day people talk about P.U.G. in Highland Park. And so I forgot that it was just because I wanted to paint with my homegirls. It wasn't mm-hmm. about the fame. It wasn't about the new people on my nuts. It was just about my, my love for my girls and what we, when we like to go out and paint. And so I we gave her the boot, and it was my idea. And then a couple months passed, and then, like, just so much shit was going on with with the beef. I was just getting so many fights, and one day, it just hit me, like, damn, this is crazy. Like, these girls are, like, beefing with me and, like, literally, like, trying to catch me slipping in the streets and showing up to my new school at 7 in the morning because I just got kicked out for beating the shit out of one of them. I'm old school. Like, all these crazy things are happening, I was like... They don't even know me. Like, this is up over some like made up thing that doesn't even, it really exists. PUG is, is this thing that people think of. They don't even know it. They don't even know me. And then I just realized, like, damn, I fucking gave my homegirl the boo from the crew, like, cause she wasn't putting in work. Like, she's like, she's, she's around here with me still. And she's like getting down too now for these, for these fuck, this fucking crew. And they're not even from the crew anymore. And, I don't know, it was just like the weirdest realization that the fame had got to me. Mm. The fame, it was the fame. And I and I said, damn, I fucking told Giselle she couldn't be for the crew. That's like basically saying like, you're not good enough to be my friend anymore. You know? And I felt really bad. And then that's when I realized like, that the fame is just, it's fake. You know, it's not real love. It's It's people only like you because you're famous. And I experienced that with the graph and now that I'm making music, I swear, like, I'm so glad, like, that that happened to me in my life with the whole graffiti thing, because I carried that on. And I remember that every, every single thing that happens to me, every single person that's added to my nuts, like, I don't care. Like, they don't really know me. They they know, they think they know Reverie, but they don't, you know? And, and so that, going through that experience really, really molded me as a person. That was, like, when I was, like, 17, 18.
1: And I think some people ex- get to experience that but way too late into their fame to where it's too late yeah. now yeah. to like really live a normal life or understand that people only like you because you're rich or you're hot or you're yeah. this or the other <clears throat> so i'm glad that you had that experience early and i can definitely see how to numb you down to be like yo come on <laughs> like perspective right that's where it's at oh yeah because you have besides you being uh be, being an amazing artist at what you do right you're also a girl yeah. So you know you have to deal on top of that, right? You have to deal with, hey, does he like me or is it just because I'm hot or does he want to talk to me or are they just oh, looking yeah. for someone to wear their shirt? Do they really want to fuck with me? You know, so how do you approach a situation like that? Is it just like, all right, cool, yeah, you know, you pimp me, I'll pimp you. We'll Just get whatever we can out of it, or is it very carefully like, mm, I don't want, I don't like this vibe, I don't like this energy, you know? Like, how, how do you how do you deal with people? Maybe not going for getting to know reverie for reverie, but because you're famous or because you're this.
2: You mean like friends or like for like. Dating? I guess it's different, right? I yeah, guess it's different, it's right? Different. It, it, especially with
1: friends, I guess you only really trust the ones you had before you were famous.
2: Yeah, that's right? pretty much Unless how it goes. Unless your friends are also famous? yeah that's exactly how it goes right um i mean once in a while once in a while i meet some dope people though mm-hmm. i wouldn't i am i'm like i'm not completely close off to people just because they know who i am mm-hmm. like because i've become friends with people that i i grew up listening to you know and now i see them as a person you know more like and and i still love a lot of them you know and and but it's like i know that people can make that transition let, to, let me ask you
1: this if you're about to meet a new group of people do you want them to know what you do or would you prefer that they didn't know what you did
2: um honestly I don't really care. It doesn't matter? I don't really care. Um I guess uh it doesn't really matter. I guess the more I w- I would want them to know who I am just because this is me. You mm. know, like you know, they're they're gonna find out who I am. Yeah. Someone's gonna know who I am. If they're bring if someone brought me into the circle, that means they're gonna know who I am for soon. You sure, know what I mean? sure. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that so makes the, sense. Because after I leave, yeah. Oh, you know who that was. You know what I mean? Like I, that yeah. always happens. Yeah. Like, and it's fine. That's That's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. And then it's like the more people I meet, the more money I can make. Mm. You know. So let's let's fucking meet. Let's hello. <laughs> yeah. Like, wave wave at everybody. Let's make some money. Like <laughs> yeah. you know. That's what's up. So.
1: It it is it is interesting. Uh, like the difference between. <clears throat> Getting, coming up and seeing the people that you listen to your entire life, like meeting them. That's yeah. the one perk of this job that I fucking love.
2: <laughs> yeah. But love. I
1: also the one perk that can kill my interview because, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be honest. I had evidence in here and I was giddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did good. I didn't, I wouldn't have known you were Thank like, you. You did good. And there
1: was a lot of editing to, done to that. Trust me. It was a lot of like, <laughs> oh my God, evidence. I love it. No. But it was like, yo, here's. <laughs> Evidence walking in, and evidence is the, you've met, you've met evidence. Yeah, yeah. he's evidence cool. is the dude that walks in the door, and he's a lot like you, Rev, right? like really toned down energy, right? But yeah, talent is like radiating off of him. Him just sitting there, you're like, you could tell he does something. Yeah, like he's he doesn't have a nine to five, like this guy doesn't work at yeah walmart you know what i'm saying <laughs> this guy does something he's and an he, artist and he's so comfortable with it like he's like yeah bro like yeah i'm a painter, you know? or i'm i do beats here and i'd write here and i do that and i'm like yeah yeah you're <laughs> fucking amazing at everything you do how do you deal with that right yeah
2: the interview was cool with with him the one with the one with you i liked when he basically said like his whole photography thing happened on accident On accident. Yeah. i didn't know that he when he started he didn't want people to know that was that was him mm-hmm. so when i heard him say it, i was like oh that's crazy he's just so yeah. like yeah so artistic that he just did something and everyone likes it you know that's like a true artist like you don't even really have to try Uh you just be yourself and do what you want to do and it just it just works but that's just how everything in life is you know like Mm -hmm. you have to just go i just made a little post about this on instagram like do what feels good because when it feels good like that's what's supposed to be happening you know if something Mm. if you're hesitant about something it doesn't feel right something feels wrong it's because you probably shouldn't be going that way you know
1: it's and i tell that to people uh pay attention to what's happening around you right so and what I tell people that success is not gonna be easy. As in, like, it, there's no set path, right? Even oh, if you yeah. are MC, you're never gonna be exactly the same. You're not gonna walk the exact same pattern oh, yeah. that the next MC walked. You need to learn how to navigate your way through it. So pay attention. If things are so difficult for you that you're a rapper, but you can never get in the studio, you're a rapper, quote unquote, but you're never on the cipher. You're never writing. Are you a rapper? Right. Mm-hmm. If you're a rapper and you're not successful, it's really hard. It's difficult. It's, or I think when an MC is meant to be an artist and MC is meant to be an MC, they, one show will lead to another show and then that will lead to another show and that yeah. will lead to another. And he'll find gas money and he'll find a ride and he'll, there won't, things won't get in his way. Life yeah. will make things easier for you to success, to succeed.
2: Yeah. And right? plus, but plus, like a lot of people, I guess I would, I would agree with that, but then also like kind of just saying that would have to say that you also do have to make opportunities for yourself as well, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's another problem with people. People is like always asking me, Oh, how do you, how do you succeed? How do you get famous? How do you get fans? And like, honestly, like it just takes, really hard work and dedication and trying new strategies every time something doesn't doesn't work not that
1: it won't be difficult because it'll still be hard and it'll still be a, a lot of work to get there but life will make things easier if you're meant to do it i think that's my opinion i think like i think reverie look you started a crew in ninth grade that went out bananas and you know everyone knows about it and you did that in ninth grade
2: reverie, <laughs> no i was like in tenth grade okay I think. tenth
1: grade <laughs> reverie was meant to be somebody see what i'm saying yeah I've and, and i mean somebody in the public eye because you yeah. look you can raise kids and raise a family and you're a dad you're you're you're, you're amazing that's awesome that you do that but publicly there's those people that are meant for the public eye, that are meant, that just I have attraction to them, right? We've met like. them. And then you met the people that just work super hard at it. And now they're successful because of that. Yes. Even though they might not be the greatest artists in the world, yes. their hustle is there, yes. right? Hyphenate. Hyphenate has this hustle that it's just like, he never's not dropping a video. He's never not dropping a song. Yeah, Armin, same thing. He does a fucking new song every Monday, right? That's he dope. He dropped, and then be real, and then this, and then I gotta shop, and then Reverie's on tour. I'm on Europe. I'm on Mars, I'm on- I got a show on Mars next week and shit. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, Rev is killing it. Thank you. But you, a lot of those opportunities because you you created them for yeah. yourself, right?
2: Because all no, of them,
1: all, of, all them, of them, all of them, right? <laughs> but things are getting easier.
2: Things are not are the easier. opportunity.
1: Opportunities is just bigger, so when they land, they land.
2: Uh, yeah, opportunity is bigger because I've created these opportunities. Yeah. You know, like the more I work, the more shit's coming to me. You know, the more. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. The mm-hmm. more I work, the more money and traveling and fame and self-love is coming to me, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. like it's it's just the work you put in, you know, whatever you work at in life, that's what you're going to succeed at, you know, if you're working on being happy and you're reading self-help books and you're meditating and you're being positive and making a conscious effort to do that, you're going to be happy, you know, Mm. if you're going to fucking go to school and dedicate your fucking years of your life and your money and and make something out of yourself because you want to be a fucking doctor and get hella rich, like you're going to see the results if you stick to it, you know, and, and um, I don't even remember what I'll say. I no, was no, going off on a tangent. Getting lost in these thoughts. It is that. It is that. And uh, I was talking to Armin about
1: it too, who's had this string of, also it's not getting in your own way and uh, allowing momentum to keep building. Like don't get in the way. Don't stop. Don't, like you're saying. Yes. You, so important. Armin is on the Wu-Tang album.
2: Oh my God, so cool! Armin is uh,
1: is led gonna go in history as being part of the Wu Tang catalog. That's awesome f- forever, right? And no one deserves it. I mean, Armin is a he's uh, amazing. He's a hard worker. He and he told me he to- he goes, dude. The way I, the way I see success is that we're all in a line. So if we're all rappers, we're all in 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 one line right? There's people that are on the line before you. There's people that got in the line ahead of you. Yeah. But if you just keep doing your thing, you're going to get to the front of the line, right? Yeah. Eventually you'll get there, right? Because if you're in that line, you're meant to be, you know, that kind of thing. And I thought about it and he's right because I think if I would have quit obviously two years ago three years ago or even the first six months where they really sucked to do it you wouldn't have got into the level where it doesn't suck as much fuck to yeah it. things are a lot easier now to yeah. do it it's not as expensive there's a lot more people depending on you to do it so you want to keep doing it mm-hmm. you know uh, but so yeah, I think that the most important thing is like you're saying the harder you work the more opportunities will show up
2: for yeah. you yeah right? everyone's so scared to face reality they wanna live inside their little shell, nice and
0: safe. My city got problems, Mr. President, why don't you solve them? Why you choose to cause division with precision? Look, the system that's in place ain't fucking working. I've been to Ferguson, seen people live like they ain't worth the shit. My people smoking, tweaking, coding, percussetting, it's upsetting. So broken, hungry, antsy, busted to 11, class in session. This confession gon' make people hate me, cause I'm honest. My culture is addicted to the chaos, no days off. Got juvenile delinquents, Doing ends in juvie. If only you knew the only the nudity, and justice isn't corruption. One day gets gon' be in movies. How do we change the cycle? They say don't play the victim, like it's easy to ignore discrimination and hide it from the children. Like they ain't gon' experience it in the real world Educate the youth and talk about reality So they can get a feel for it Half my childhood friends do a life Locked up in the feds, of are dead So don't talk to me about equality Cause all I see is hypocrisy I'm tryna live my life, but I'm lost My addictions rotate But liquor is my new favorite I'm tryna live my life, but I'm lost Liquor store on every corner, how can I resist temptation? I'm trying to live my life, but I'm lost My big brother out there banging And my daddy ain't around I'm trying to live my life, but I'm lost How can I escape, when I'm trapped inside this town? I'm human, I'm hypocrisy exists with instability, watch your friends Watch your enemies, business partners ain't friends to me She's slinging out that pussy, cause she got no other options She's 15, in a sick dream, and ain't no Nobody talking, no sense, no rules, no curfew, no stress no school, no parents, i would eat they can't even speak a language Broken English, broken ego, broken dreams, the hopeless mind state I probably would have been friends with her back in my day, uh Gotta hide the pain, cause tears they bring shame When rain is all you say, it's hard to get about the game Today I'm doing okay, sometimes I'm suicidal I am my own worst enemy, I am my biggest rival I really miss you I cried for you today I hate hearing your name Standing over your grave Sometimes I think I'm crazy I know that I'm insane You'll never understand my past So don't speak about my name I'm trying to live my life But I'm lost My addictions rotate But liquor is my new favorite I'm trying to live my life But I'm lost Liquor store on every corner How could I resist temptation? I'm trying to live my life But I'm lost my big brother out there banging and my daddy ain't around. I'm trying to live my life, but I'm lost. How can I escape when I'm trapped inside this town?
1: Tell me, what do you think you're the, the, the opportunity that was the biggest to date for you?
2: Oh, man. At this point, if you could say, yeah jesus christ i don't know that's a hard question
1: because you were on an h&m commercial right yeah my song
2: was on an h&m commercial
1: i tripped out because i saw it on youtube right and i was like holy fuck reveries nationwide now yeah fucking kill it
2: yeah
1: tell me about that one I i want to hear about that
2: um basically i just uh got this opportunity presented to me to write a song so they approached you with it yes very cool uh-huh very and cool. uh i mean i was like yeah i'll do it yeah. i can write anything you know I, I i that's one thing about myself i'm not scared to rap on any beat that i want to rap yeah. on you know like i have edm tracks i have trap shit i have boom bap yeah. shit i have, yeah. do anything you know like uh, but a
1: commercial agenda it's kind of
2: yeah. it's kind of tough oh yeah right. they gave me like they told me like what they wanted it to like like be inspired by kind of like kind of like a general dia- idea of which way to go like that wasn't the way I would have taken that mm-hmm. that that song mm-hmm. but um I was really excited to step out of my comfort zone and be directed on writing something you know because yes. I was probably like one of the only times i've ever done that yeah. because usually i write what the fuck i want to write you know but when you're getting paid to write about something it's very different mm-hmm. yeah. so you did you you start oh this is a challenge
1: yeah right this is a way for me to test myself in a new era of being artistic because look man you, know, you fucking i'm sure back in the day you give picasso 200 bucks paint me that wall he'd be like all right i'm gonna paint it for you like yeah. until he got to be picasso right mm-hmm. he, he doesn't do it no more uh but so and how did that turn out were you happy with the result? Did they mess with it too much? Or was it like what you delivered?
2: Um, I really liked it. The only thing is that I didn't know they were going to pitch my voice like that to make it sound like a child was saying it. Um, So yeah. when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Like, I was honored to be a part of that. It yeah. was so cool with the kids break dancing and all that shit. Like, and then just to be uh, collaborating with H&M. Like, that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's H&M you yeah. know I, every country I go to there's H&M there yeah. you know so yeah. it's, it's it was a really great opportunity so did
1: that run for like six months or was it just like on the internet How, uh, where did, where was that commercial
2: place Um, it was on TV but I it think was, it was right? mostly for online mm. mm-hmm. okay cool to, to, to me that was like whoa holy shit Reverie has an H&M deal like that's yeah. fucking
1: fantastic right? Yeah. and I thought it was gonna lead to like a clothing brand or something that like you were gonna get an H&M or something no no you, no, you, no, you no. do your own clothes right
2: I have a clothing I have two clothing clothing lines tell One me about one of them is the streetwear brand is called satori mob oh well this This is from it Mm -hmm. and then my other one is reverie's basement and it's like my online vintage boutique Mm -hmm. because i travel a lot and i have to spend a lot of money on clothes and everyone's always talking about my style everyone likes my style so one day i just had this idea i was like oh my god like I should make a fucking online thrift store I'm fucking up you yeah. know and, and so I've been doing it and it's we've been shipping shit all over the world people yeah. love it like it's and how
1: how close are you to those businesses like are, do you choose the clothes are you like directive with them
2: oh yeah it's things that I've really worn uh-huh. things that I've worn on tour or like the, or something I found when I was on tour at a vintage shop myself or you like,
1: wash them before you send them out
2: right? Yes. Like, okay
1: cause you can get day, there's a whole business though you should think about the, oh you a do a lot
2: of people have told me that they're like what if you don't wash it and you sell it for more uh like i don't want to sell to those people no okay so that's not my thing like i'm not gonna sell like my used underwear like if you go to just, china i know I to make money doing that but i just don't want to do that no yeah. disrespect to women that I'm do that you. get your money home girl <laughs> yeah. but i'm not trying to do that but see that's that's how you know you're
1: hot like there's no other way that you know hey can i have <laughs> your underwear there's hot unless you're hot you, that's the only only hot people get asked that question yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like no one be like concept <laughs> when you got plans for those socks, dude? What are you gonna do after you wear them? No, it's not oh gonna happen, God. right? Yeah. uh No, it's just interesting to me, like the fascination of clothes for females. First of all, because I could give a shit what I wear. Like I, I'm serious. Like I, I, you know. Plus, I don't like being seen. Like, don't look at me.
2: But you always look fresh, though. I do. That's true. You're acting like you dress Nah,
1: that's true. But. <laughs> And to me, I, I, just, I think uh, I I rather be heard than than seen because I've always grown up with this thing like oh I don't sound like how I look, I think, and people told me that all the time. You're the whitest Mexican I've ever met.
2: Like, what? bro, you sound super Mexican. I sound Mexican. I think you do. Do
1: I? Ivan, I sound Mexican. Hyphenate. Bro, I didn't even, I didn't know. What He's never even considered that. that what? But so I was Mexican. You didn't know it, yeah. So English is my first language, and then I learned yeah. Spanish, right? Yeah, so sometimes my accent comes in and out, you and, and I won't know how to pronounce certain words. Oh yeah. Even yeah. as an adult, it still happens. But uh, people tell me, you know, you I could I could lower my voice and I can have like a telephone voice, yeah, and I
2: talk to the ladies,
1: you know, what I'm saying Make it happen. <laughs> uh, that's how I got my wife. I told her, no, yeah, call me.
2: You guys met on the party line? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> those
1: are classic. Did you go on the party line, Rap? Come on now. I Come only
2: on now. went on the party. Life. After MySpace, uh, you spent an
1: hour on the power line. No, no, because
2: my homegirl Stephanie. Lots <laughs> of my homegirl Stephanie she would used to love calling it and we would just talk shit on the party line like, to tell
1: people like, what, the, what, the, what, the, what that is so they,
2: the so they party understand line, what the, the party, party was. line was like this phone number back in the day like I don't I was probably using it around like 2014 15 I mean no 2005 yeah I was like whoa you got whoa, late to the no, pa- no. party when line when I was like 15 16 yeah. and like you would just call and random people from LA would be on it yeah and like it'd usually be like cholas and cholos they'd be like oh what's up home? what's up home girl what you doing were you kicking it in oh we ain't doing nothing you know like those kind of girls are so, so cool. wait
1: you were able to hear other people's conversations, yeah and then you were just able to it's kind of like it they're like in a pool cat. right like it's the,
2: like like ch- it's like chatting online, like like when you don't know you know when there's a live stream. Yeah, everyone can talk, and, and, and then there's the comments in the bottom. Just there you go. It's the table.
1: original live streaming.
2: Yeah, that's what's up. And so we would just call and talk shit to the people. Like we would make fun of their voices yeah. or like fucking I don't know. Just talk shit. That was <laughs> the only time I used it. I never. I don't want to fucking. Yeah, so
1: I picked up Cholas at the on the party line all the time. <laughs> uh, no, because like you know, I don't really have like an accent. People tell you know maybe. I don't have like a like what I I'm dark skinned Mexican. I sound like I should, should be choppy and talking and like struggling English. I guess <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. But people, you you come on, Rev. You also you gotta you gotta face those kind of things too. Also, not not you know not trying to be funny, but they gotta perceive you in certain ways that you're not, or maybe you are, and they just don't know how. how Wait, much. what? What, you know, what do you mean? by I don't that? know. People, oh, okay. you are obviously Hispanic. There's no like, oh, yeah. oh whatever, I wonder what race she is. You yeah. it's, it's your Hispanic. It, has that helped you? Has that hurt you in your career, you think?
2: I think personally at the level I'm at, it uh, has helped me. Um, I haven't really gotten too much bad uh, feedback because I'm Mexican or, or Ecuadorian. Because I'm Hispanic, whatever you want to call me. Um it's it's been cool like people people love like the whole l.a. chola shit you know what i mean like they love that shit so yeah. so whenever i say like anything gangster everybody's like oh you know they love it and and <laughs> yeah. and so it's cool you know but but i w- saying that i have to say this that up at the top it's a little bit different mm. and i'm not like i'm talking about like snow the product king Neil G, cap g you know, like those those fools are like they're like the kings and queens of the Mexican rappers, you know. But like, they're I, they're I don't like, feel
1: you're too far off. like you mentioned the I would include you in this. In, if I saw a roster and I'd be like, yeah, Reverie's on here. Like that would make sense for King Lo G and so. On. I don't, I wouldn't say like any one of them are more popular or. Better than you. I mean, I'm sure you know numbers and shit. Yeah, that you're I'm just referring talking to about like
2: numbers, like yeah. numbers of of fucking on Instagram, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, how much they're getting paid, like the people they're collabing with. Like, they're on. I feel like they're on the, the level above me, but like, maybe, maybe even a couple levels above me. To be honest with To be honest with you, but I just see like it's just like they don't really get as much love, you know, like from. I mean, let's just say, for example, from the radio, Mm. you know, like, I mean, they have so many fucking fans and they're selling out shows all over the country, hundreds, thousands of people, you know, and, and they're not like, just, I guess not on the radio and not, 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 not worth. I feel like they have put in the work to be, Mm. and I don't know why that is. Mm. I, I couldn't say why. But you suspect it's because they're hispanic i suspect it's because they're hispanic i mean says hispanic yeah yeah they don't they
1: in hip-hop you're talking about or it's just in the business world because like <laughs> i i also i mean i tell people i've i've had conversations on air people can look this up i tell all the time i get i think i get shit because i'm mexican in a hip-hop culture in a black culture yeah like yo first of all you're not black so what do you want uh, like, oh no i'm I, i'm providing the hip-hop i'm contributing i'm just here to document like i don't want to i don't <laughs> wanna, you know what i'm saying like that's really yeah. ultimately what i decided i'm doing i'm going to document this moment in time yeah for these artists and i'm just going to try to present it the best in concepts way here it is you know yeah. um but i also feel that i can't get to certain people some people don't want to talk to me some people because i'm not black right because yeah. i'm not the color of the usual suspects in hip-hop
2: yeah yeah i've definitely gotten like um like comments on youtube about that you know but i mean it's very it's very minimal but i guess honestly i feel like that like in in life in general in america um unfortunately because like i mean for just for example like you know when when i was growing up all the commercials on tv were just with white people you know and and then eventually like they started finally actually putting like one black kid you know what i mean and and then it's like the white people and the black kid, and sometimes they'll throw in an asian person but you will never see a mexican baby Mm. in the diaper commercial Mm. or an east indian baby or a Mm. middle eastern baby you know like and and it's funny because the mexican market it's blowing up right now. Because so talk about babies. Yeah. Who has more babies than fucking Hispanic parents? Like this yes. is an opportunity pampers, you're mm-hmm. missing
1: out on. Put a little yeah. brown baby on there. You're just fucking out to sell that
2: shit Yeah, like they put it on the Spanish <laughs> channels but it's not like to mainstream media, you know, but now within the past like I want to say like five years the whole Mexican movement is really blowing up mm-hmm. and so we are getting more acknowledgement now we are getting more shows on TV and people of, of, of our color in, in in the movies and
1: it, you even know, then though we still only see the, the same three Mexican yeah. actors same. Yeah. and before it was just like the same two and it was just like Noel G playing all the Cholo characters <laughs> and, and all the, it was always Hector you know in all yeah. the movies and now you start to see oh okay they're loosening up but I, I'm with you and I don't it's so hard to understand in Southern California because to me, it's it is its life. Being Hispanic, it's yeah. life. Like, I don't, I can't see what I'm doing. I'm just Hispanic, right? <laughs> I, you know, so I just, hey, I'm coming at you the way that I am. I'm not pretending to be black. I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, fake my way into be No, like, dude, this is hip hop, bro. Yeah. Get fucking learn it. Get, yeah. Get to love it because it's fucking here. We've been part of hip hop forever. Puerto Ricans and blacks started hip hop. So don't, no, there's, there's to say that. Or to discriminate Hispanics in hip-hop, to me, sounds counterintuitive to what hip-hop was meant to be for. It.
2: Yeah. Like, that's and, the point. Yeah, and, and and to me, I don't know if it's so much like uh, that that people didn't want us, that, like, they don't want Mexican people to be, like, on the radio and shit, but I think it's more so that they don't, they didn't realize how much money you could oh, make putting I Mexican people on the radio and on movies and shit. And now... Everyone's talking about being Mexican and and fucking and it's cool. And now everyone's like, "Oh yeah, let's book a Mexican here and book a Mexican," you know, like just because now they're exploiting us, you know. But I mean, fuck it, you know, exploit us, <laughs> give us the money, give us the fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, give us yeah. the, the what we what we deserve as people, you know. And hmm. and then one day that's gonna happen for the Middle Eastern people too and and the Asian people too, you know. And, and it's like, and I'm just talking about in America. I'm not talking about in the rest of, in the rest of the world. But um, I feel like uncertain
1: nationalities have different goals in mind mm-hmm. to what how they want to live their life i feel that uh you know whites are very dominant you know obviously europeans you know they, they came you know the whites are european and they've dominated countries and and for a long time so they have that sense of i think that's where the white power white thing comes from like you know we're a dominant race and hispanics and blacks were more of a like Field people, we're more like, which is, hey, dude, just leave me alone. I love you. You love me. Let's not fuck with each other. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like racially, we have different things in mind. And I don't see Asians wanting to burst out being super popular. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't see Asians fight. That that's not what they have in mind. I think they figured out a way that they can succeed without having to depend on a basketball deal or on a, on a you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> they, they're yeah. like, hey, we know math yeah we're asian we know science like that's where we're gonna get our money from hispanics and blacks were like well, we're top down all we are is very talented look we can dance we can rap we can sing yeah. and that's the goal of our races almost right? yeah
2: i mean i wouldn't say that's the goal of like the entire white race no not like, the entire not, race would, but like but like i mean i know you're saying like with the people in power but yeah. i don't really really like want to say like that's so much like the, the i don't want to say that's the white man i would just say that's like just like the epitome of classism yeah and, exactly yeah and and, and and in america the, the the first class is pretty much all way mm-hmm. you know but it but it's like because it's like the middle class white people they're they're chilling you know he, i mean i'm not saying all the rich people are rich white people are shitty either but mm-hmm. the people in power they're all way you know and i mean that's it's like the p- people of color the black and brown people like the country was fucking founded on racism you know there was fucking slaves and fucking discrimination and people working for fucking pennies to live in shitty conditions for to pick grapes in the field and and you know like the whole and that wasn't even too long ago you know what i mean (laughs) like so so like our our people have been like spit on and stomped on since the beginning of of the fucking foundation of this country you know and 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 it's and it's gonna take us a lot of hard work and unity to get to the position that we deserve to be in with every with everybody else in power. That's why you know? it's so it's so important to
1: have a King Little G, to have a snow, to have a reverie, to have a blank. You need those people to succeed. Yeah. So when i see somebody that's succeeding that yo please do do it because this that's what's going to take for everyone to kind of accept us like you're saying yeah like no we're not just that we're more than that the, the, the one thing that i did want to ask you was you you're talking about the rate the state of, of races here in the u.s but you travel
0: yeah
1: right how do you see you being a hispanic female in europe how do they accept do they consider that is it like a thought that they go through what do europeans think about that
2: Oh, man, I look like a spectacle out there. Yeah. You know, like, they've never seen anything like me. You know, so everywhere I go, everyone stares at us like... And it's like, I'm always with DJ Lala and Encrypt. And then I've been out there a couple times with Gavlin. DJ know?
1: Lala, another anomaly who's just like this hot girl who's just going to be really dope at this <laughs> one thing. And you're like, come on, you don't get to be hot and good at something. <laughs> I get to be good at something, but I don't get to be hot. You know what I'm saying? And I understand it. I, I, I'm yeah. I'll work my way through <laughs> so And so they look at you like, oh my God, girls that are musicians and they're good and they're hot. Like, oh my <laughs> God, this must be...
2: Yeah, you sell out. They love us. Yeah, yeah, we sell out a lot of shows. We <laughs> yeah, out, bet, nowadays yeah. we sell out most of them. Yeah, and um, but even on the streets, like people who don't know who we are, they all stare at us because, like, there's number one, there's no Mexicans in Europe. Okay, sure, there's sure. a little tiny bit in like Spain, but just a sprinkle. You know?
1: Oh, like, because you know, but that's the motherland, though. Mm-hmm. That's what they, you know. That's the mother. That's different.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, but like, o- like overall, like we hardly ever, like honestly, like on every trip we see like two to like five mexicans yeah or like hispanics you yeah, know like yeah. it's not common so and then plus like we're wearing like big gold hoops and yeah. we have tattoos yeah. and i have all kinds of piercings yeah. and i wear like this outfit you know even over here people look at me so you're you know? stunning so, on them yeah so yeah. over there it's like oh my god they've never seen anything like us yeah. you know so so we we fascinate everybody we run, <laughs> run into <laughs>
1: That must be awesome though, right?
2: It's awesome. I love going to Europe. It's yeah. like my second home now. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go like back in next month in March mm-hmm. and it's going to be my 12th tour that I'm doing over there.
1: Holy shit. That's crazy amazing. Though. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Thank what you. are you doing? Are you pushing something? You got a, you got a project out? You're pushing out there?
2: Um, I actually just got booked for a festival in Paris and then we just uh, booked three more shows around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's like an all-girl event. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be performing in France in, in March. So if you're watching from France come come to come through to my shows go to my website tutorialmob.com, and all the infos up there yeah.
1: dope reverie thank you for stopping by thank you we got to do it more often Definitely and don't. i know i know you know, you, you i, I can't so it moves it, it's oh, but we got to make it happen more <laughs> often because i have a great time everything i'm very proud of you thank you i'm very happy for you thank keep you. killing it keep doing your thing um and again you're welcome back on the week Thank you you so much. Absolutely. So, for Reverie, for the hyphenate, for uh, Pentagon LA, for true hip-hop everywhere, this is Concept714 asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. Peace.
0: You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock of Network.